0: Hi, I'm Elena Becker, and this is P.S., the Puget Sound podcast, where we'll be talking with members of our campus community about their Puget Sound experiences. Today we're recording from Moonyard Studio in Tacoma, Washington, and our guest is Erica Greening, a sophomore from Kent, Washington, a city about 20 minutes north of Tacoma. Hi, Erica. Hi, how's it going? Oh, I am, I'm like an 8 out of 10. (laughs) How are you? Um, I'm about, I'm about 7.5 out of 10. A 7.5? Yeah,
1: I just gotta wake up a little bit, you know, get my day started.
0: It's early in the morning, but a is a controversial choice. Oh, is it? I think so. okay. I like whole numbers. (laughs) I'll
1: round up to an 8. You're an 8? Yes. Okay, good. What
0: makes you an 8? What do you got going on later today? Um, well... That you joined me for this podcast? Yes.
1: Um, I am going to be a part of a... Women of Color Community Sharing Circle today at 4 p.m. in Trimble Mm -hmm. Forum. That's awesome. Um, And it's part of like an extension of the Some of Us Are Brave um, series. So it's kind of bringing together some women of color on this campus just to share our experiences and just some solidarity with each other, and I'm really excited about that.
0: Have you done that kind of thing before?
1: Not like a sharing circle before, but yeah, I'm really excited that there's something like official happening. Absolutely. Um, That's
0: more than enough to make you an eight.
1: I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) Waking
0: up. Waking up. Yes. Working up to an eight. (laughs) Well, let's maybe kick things off by, will you just talk a little bit about mm-hmm. your experience of getting to Puget Sound one right. of the things that I think is especially noteworthy about you is that you're actually from kind of close to gear from about 20 minutes away from campus yeah yeah um, definitely. Right, 20
1: minutes 20 30 minutes 20 30 right, minutes yeah, yeah I, I grew up in a, a suburb out of Seattle in Tacoma called Kent uh, which is like used to be a pretty small town but now it's grown um and gotten bigger but yeah I grew up there and I used to come to Tacoma all the time when I was a kid my grandparents lived here so I've always been really familiar with the area and then in high school I decided to actually come to North Tacoma specifically for high school so I've always loved the area and it's always kind of stuck with me and then yeah senior year I was like I want to go far away. I want to try something new. I want to get out of the Pacific Northwest. And I actually thought I was going to go to the Northeast, but I went to California instead. Okay. Um, Northern California, uh, specifically the Bay Area. And I loved it. It was great. But I missed home. And the school I was at, I just didn't get that uh, small community feel. Right. You know, I, I it was hard to meet people who were passionate about what they were into and uh, uh, passionate about the school, so I decided to transfer. And when I was looking at schools, I was thinking quite seriously about coming back to the Northwest—not specifically Washington, but just kind of like that closer, to, closer to home, closer right. to my family. And my dad was like, "Hey, it would be really great if you picked at least one school in Washington." <laughs> and I Thanks, was dad. like, <laughs> "Yeah," I was like, "Okay." I have to appease him, um, <laughs> and so I, I kind of like, you know, went over the list of schools that I knew that were in Washington. So I was like, I don't want to go to a big school, so and whatnot, in in, in, in Seattle, and, yeah. and so I was like, well, I know this P- Puget Sound is very close to my high school, but right. you know, I've never really quite been on campus, so. I I decided to kind of start looking at it and I didn't quite take it seriously until I visited. And mm. then I visited and I was like, okay, well, there are some nice buildings here on campus. <laughs> um, and then I did a tour and I was feeling kind of, I was like, this is kind of cool, but I was kind of like a little iffy. And then I went on the academic part of the tour and... It was just me and my tour guide just one-on-one, and I just learned so much more about, like, the academic side of things and how passionate people are uh, about school here. And so I just decided to, uh, to uh,
0: apply, and here I am now. And we're so happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. Do you feel well? And how long have you been at Puget Sound? We should say that.
1: Yeah. So I've been here. Um, I enrolled uh, fall of, for fall of 2017. So I've been here
0: almost two years now. Almost two full years. And mm-hmm. how um, how's it, how has it met your expectations? And what way has it turned out to be like what you hoped for when you were looking?
1: Definitely, like it's exceeded my expectations by a lot. I've I never thought to be so integral into like the community like right. so embedded into it and so i think i've i've been surprised the first i would say two three months were challenging not because i was like disappointed just because i wasn't expecting the rigor of academics uh even for my like 101s um or like my 100 like Your level entry level ent- classes yes right which is always a good surprise. I gotta right. say, good to be challenged. Yes, absolutely. But um, does sometimes take some adjusting. It does take some adjusting, and so I, I had to be very like um, kind to myself during that time. But after I think the first semester, kind of getting i getting into kind of running full speed into uh, into academics and also so- social life. I I just kind of I f- like fell in love with like everything that I do here on campus. I never ex- I lived in a first year hall mm-hmm. my first year which I was kind of like uh oh, I don't know like mm-hmm. I am a sophomore transfer student um and um I already have that experience of living on campus and right. whatnot
0: But and I will just add also one thing that I think is sometimes hard as a transfer student mm-hmm. is that you've already had the experience of being away from home right and so if you're living in a first-year hall, I think a lot of transfer students worry that it will feel like everybody around me Mm -hmm. is just like, I'm on my own, I'm independent, I'm Mm -hmm. having this life moment. And that you as a transfer student feel like, I got it already and it's 11 o'clock and I would like to go to bed.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. That's pretty much exactly it. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like a lot of first-year students who kind of are living on their own for the first time kind of are, there's a couple of, I would say months of like adjusting for them, of like yeah. settling into a routine and finding, you know, friends and um and, and all of that. And I was going through that myself, but it was it was a different type of transition. Yeah. Um, more, but,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. I was just going to say, but as a transfer student living in the first year residence halls, it sounded earlier like you were leading towards saying that it actually worked out.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I live with a lot of the people now, currently, um, in an upperclassman residence hall. Which one? Uh, Trimble. Trimble. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, it's a really good experience. Um, and I just love how, like, close I am to like the center of campus Um, it's really Trimble
0: is like a two and a half minute walk from the main dining hall yes it's (laughs) very getting up in the morning uh, convenient yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a a fun relay race of how fast can you get out of bed and get to class with a banana in your hand exactly or
1: to work that's yeah I'm, I'm able to get anywhere really really quickly so it's it's I enjoyed a lot but yeah living I lived yeah I lived in Harrington which is a first year residence hall and I I loved it by the end of the year. I I really loved being there and experiencing kind of everything um, that, that, that residence hall had to offer and just meeting. It, it can be kind of awkward a little bit, you know, being an older student and right. in that kind of environment. However, everyone is so open to mm. like meeting new people and experiencing new things. Um, so it's actually kind of comforting in that way of being able to, like, not be afraid to, like, take that risk and, and talk to new people or go into a room or just saying hi or whatever.
0: So. And just on that topic, how did you make most of your friends when you transferred? Were there clubs you got involved in? Did you do orientation? Was it mm-hmm. mostly through your residence hall? Yeah, mostly through
1: my residence hall and just classes in general. I did a lot with, yeah, yeah, with my— I'm very close with my former roommate uh, who is now my sweetmate. Um and yeah, so I met a lot of my friends through her, um people on my floor. I met a lot of friends or just acquaintances which can lead to lead to friendships or meeting other people through them. Right. And then yeah, a lot through my classes as well. I mean, one thing that I've noticed here at Puget Sound is a lot of, you're gonna do a lot of group projects right. <laughs> you're gonna do a lot of group projects sometimes you, those projects those relationships end up turning into friendships so yeah um, that's how a lot of my I've gotten to know a lot of my friends I'm also in part of ubiquitous they uh, which is <laughs> you're our, in UT I am in UT I didn't know that about you yeah yeah I'm on both the improv and sketch comedy teams. so All right. I have met a lot of people
0: through that, and sure. it's really fun. I know this isn't uh, how it works, but my impulse when you said that was to ask you to tell a joke right here, right now. <laughs> but I know that that's not how improv works. I'm really not good at telling jokes. The stand-up thing isn't your... No, I, I, it is a dream of
1: mine, I gotta really? say. Really? Yeah. To yeah. do stand-up? Yeah, but I would really have to... I would be like that person who has to work on jokes for weeks Well, I time. think
0: good people do,
1: yes, right? The people yeah.
0: that get up and are like, I just got back into dating or <laughs> oft, are often not the people <laughs> no, who are no, you like, stand-up. Yeah, you're
1: like, oh, I really hope this set ends in like five minutes. <laughs> right.
0: But what yeah. is, so you you said you do both the improv and the sketch comedy yeah, for yeah. you t- will you just explain for my benefit uh-huh. and maybe the benefit of some other folks what the uh-huh. difference is between those two yeah, things? Yeah, so
1: improv is um, you're like it's improv comedy. You're, you're. We do practice about three times a week. So it is kind of like a sport in that sense. It's sure. Two, it's six hours a week. That's a commitment. Um, it is a very big commitment. And we practice games. And it's usually split up into um, short form and long form. So short form are your typical games. And then long form is like we are creating scenes like out of nothing, basically. So we... When we do improv, we're making it up on the spot. Right. And then sketch comedy is kind of like SNL style, Saturday Night okay. Live style. Both teams hold auditions at the start of each semester. So twice a year, you have that chance to audition. And then after auditions for sketch comedy, we start doing writing workshops and just starting to come up with silly ideas cool. and uh, for sketches. And we write them and edit them. And then we... It starts off kind of as a low commitment thing, and then it gets busier and busier as the semester progresses. Which is kind of it's kind of cool. It's it kind of like you know we work so hard, and then and then right. we get to like play. Yeah, um, there is a
0: payoff. Yeah, you yeah. go up on stage and people laugh.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we it, that's exactly that we yeah. have a sketch show at the end of each semester, and it's a lot of fun. This last fall, man, I have never seen a sketch show packed. Really? People were sitting on the stairs like of Roush Auditorium and like standing up in the
0: back. And Roush can hold a lot of people too. That's no joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a it's a pretty big auditorium. And so the fact that people were willing to do that and to laugh and and to have a good time and it's it's great i i say even you know if you are visiting and you happen to be here um our sketch show is in march um late march after spring break so if you
0: know the exact date off the top of your head I, i'm putting I'm you on the spot but you're welcome to plug it i
1: i'm trying to remember what the exact date is um it's the first uh the the, the first DPS. Day. And then it's the 29th. The 29th. There March 29th. Yes, yeah. So there's that. So we will have a lot of visitors, so I'm hoping some people will go.
0: Is it a Friday, though? It is I'm a- sorry, then it is the 28th. You were
1: right Okay. Okay, yeah. So the 28th, yeah. and then we'll we have two shows. So the 28th, that Friday night, and then the 29th, the Saturday, Saturday. night. And awesome. so it's free. Two opportunities yeah. to catch Erica yeah. on stage. Yeah, Do you abs- know where it is on campus? Yeah, Roush Auditorium. And I believe it's usually around... Improv actually opens for us so cool. they kind of get the audience warmed up get them ready to laugh um so they can get <laughs> prepared for the weird stuff they're about to see right <laughs> um and so that happens usually at 7 and then we go on at 7:30 it's about Mm, an hour an hour 30 minutes that's with, a lot with that's an, long yeah yeah we definitely come up with some really really usually we have a bunch of it changes every year so sometimes we have a lot of little sketches or we have um a few long sketches with some little ones in between um and then yeah yeah so it's a gr- it's a great time i told it's a definitely like a very puget sound experience i would say yeah. So, are
0: you naturally a writer doing this type of writing, or is that something that was that you were surprised to find yourself doing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I am not a writer at all. <laughs> um, you know, doing sketch comedy, especially like you're going to get your sketches rejected, um, right? Or you know, you're going to get some, you know, weird responses where it's like, oh, this is funny, but you need to change this. Or it's like, oh, I don't know how this would go with the audience. And so um, you definitely have to have like a little bit of thick skin because it kind of it can be kind of not so great when you're like, oh, people don't think I'm funny. right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that has to be a hard thing to hear. But
1: you kind of, you know, get there and you um, you kind of build that skin and you. Um, Yeah, so I would say I'm a writer in progress.
0: Okay. Well, as are we all. Yes.
1: Really. Honestly, it's a lifelong thing. And
0: speaking of being a writer in progress, Mm -hmm. let's maybe make a very smooth segue (laughs) to some of the ways that you are in progress. Yes. uh, And talk about your academic trajectory at Mm -hmm. Puget Sound. Mm -hmm. What are you studying and how did you get there? I am studying
1: African American studies. So just that major and that major alone, I originally entered Puget Sound as a sociology and anthropology major with a minor in um, ginger and queer studies. But, you know, I I do love Puget Sound, but I also want to graduate. <laughs> so In a timely manner. In a timely manner. Um, and so I decided to just kind of pare it down and then just uh, do one major. And I'm honestly happy with that. And then I also, the first class I took here was actually African American Studies 101 Mm. uh, with uh, Dr. Brackett, Dr. um, LaToya Brackett. uh, And that was actually the first class she taught here as well. (laughs) Um, And so that was kind of like an experience. But I honestly fell in love uh, with that class. And just, it, it was a large class. It was probably the largest class I've had here. And it was like 25 people. yeah, And, and that's pretty it, typical for an entry-level yeah,
0: class. Yeah, and FM is a popular department, too. Yes. A lot of people are interested to yeah. take those classes and definitely. have those conversations.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's great, actually. Yeah. I feel like it brings a lot. I mean, one of the kind of core values of African-American studies is kind of to share that knowledge mm. um, and, so, and to share experiences. And so what better way than to have a bunch of people in a class with different experiences with different backgrounds. So, yeah. And so, you know, the, I like to say the African-American uh, studies department is small and mighty. Like it's, <laughs> it's a small department and it's, um, but they do so much work and all the professors and in in the faculty in that department work so hard and like they are so passionate about students and their work. Um, and I really got to see that with um, the planning of the race and pedagogy um, national conference right. back in
0: the fall. And Which was just this last fall, the yes. fall of 2018.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so they started planning that about two years ago, even before I you know, came here. And so I kind of got the tail end of that planning. And right. I should also mention that the African-American studies department is also uh, home of our Race and Pedagogy Institute. Yes. um, And
0: as a result, the Race and Pedagogy National Conference mm -hmm. happens is it every three years or every four years? Every four years. Happens every four years and is hosted on our campus. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, And so, just kind of to witness that, it was just so beautiful. I don't know how to say it in another way. To see like our campus kind of come together as a community and like welcome so many people was really amazing and just kind of the opportunity to like learn from different people and to kind of share those experiences was really important to me and kind of reminded me why I am majoring in African-American studies.
0: I've now been a member of the Puget Sound community, either as a student or as a staff member for Mm -hmm. two race and pedagogy national conferences. Yeah, Yeah. And in both instances, I guess the right word is impressed, Yeah, but I was just really impressed by how, Mm Willing people were to make themselves vulnerable to learning, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, those are hard conversations to have. They are for a lot of different reasons, (laughs) depending on who you are and Mm -hmm. what your background is and what your history Mm -hmm. is. And um, I, I, I just have been impressed by a lot of people in both of those settings. Definitely,
1: and that that's something that I've heard from a lot of people actually. Who were just like, "Wow, I didn't know Puget Sound could do this." Right. Um, Just in terms of like. You know, with actually having people on campus, like we are a small campus, and I think we had close to a thousand people on campus. Yeah, uh, or just oh, for just for like, the conference. Yes, just for the conference. in addition to and our I, student body and right, faculty. Right, and that's a, yeah, exactly what I meant. Like out like, people who are not part of our community, right, coming onto the campus. Right, so that was amazing. Yeah, just kind of sitting in the uh, in, um the field house, right. our our gym for Valerie Jarrett.
0: Oh my gosh! Wow, that
1: was amazing
0: <laughs> to have Valerie Jarrett come mm-hmm. speak on campus. Right? Yeah, is extra. And the previous mm-hmm. race and pedagogy conference, Angela Davis came.
1: Um, I, those yeah. are some
0: big names. The
1: big, big names, and yeah. so wow (laughs) right right it's extraordinary right yeah exactly and just to see everyone like the energy in the field house it's just like electric right it's just it was i've never felt so close to michelle obama in my life so (laughs) two
0: degrees removed by (laughs) us sitting in a talk with i know Um, know.
1: yeah yeah my sister um my family decided to visit because you know we're only a 50-minute drive away. And so, um, you know, got to use those connections. Um, And my 9-year-old sister took a picture of Valerie Jarrett. And so (laughs) that just, like, those memories just, like, remind me why I love Puget Sound so much. So
0: it The opportunities to see people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just separate from mm-hmm. the Race and Pedagogy Conference, but we have some great endowed lectures.
1: Oh, yeah. And,
0: I, I mean, this spring, Nikki Giovanni, the poet, came to campus. She, when I was a student, Juno Diaz came wow. to campus once. I yeah. mean, it's remarkable yeah. some right. of the people Robert Gibbs one time Yeah,
1: I think we had Cory Booker like a couple of years ago. That I did not know. Yeah, I saw that actually on the I went to Nikki Giovanni and they had like a, a like list a, of speakers from like 20 20 years back and so it was just wow. wow. Yeah, it's just incredible like the people we get here and like the types of experiences and stories we get these are not like boring lectures. No. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, and it's <laughs> they are People are excited to go, right? right. I mean, you're right to say that it's electric. The atmosphere around that type of thing yeah. oftentimes is really Yeah. You sit up a little
1: straighter. Right. Exactly. And you leave and you like you want to do more, just not only on campus, but just in Tacoma in general. Like Absolutely. Really just like getting getting to work and and it you know, it I, I kind of am reminded like why I decided to go to a liberal arts school mm. because like sure you can study you know the sciences or social sciences stuff that might not seem so connected to like those electric kind of experience sharing um i don't know how to word it but like not so connected to to that but you know you can still you still benefit from attending those lectures absolutely and that kind of kind of you know like i said it, it puts a little pep in your step and makes you want to work harder and work with new and and different people.
0: I am going for just a second to Mm -hmm. reveal myself as the utter nerd that I am (laughs) behind my very cool exterior. Um, But there's... This sociological theorist, here we go. Yes. <laughs> um, named Emil Durkheim. And he mm-hmm. has this theory of what he calls collective effervescence, oh. which is the idea that there's an energy that you get by experiencing something mm-hmm. semi ritualistic with other mm-hmm. people oh, wow. that you don't get if you just do it yourself. Right. Right? That mm-hmm. there's a power, if I'm going to do a, um, a, a ritual that involves going out to a field and walking around a tree, mm-hmm. right? That takes on a whole different power if I do it with 15 other people right. than if I just go out myself and walk loops around a tree right, and exactly. call it a day. And mm-hmm. I think that's sort of what we're both gesturing at is yeah. that there's something really powerful about having these experiences in a mm-hmm. community where everybody else is also leaning in right. rather than having them in a vacuum by yourself. Exactly. Exactly. That's That's exactly
1: it. And wow. Yeah, that's... And that's what I've experienced being here, like, in going, I went to Nikki Giovanni, and man, we were all, like, everyone in the, in, um, it was Schneebeck um, concert hall, and we were all kind of, like, looking at each other, like,
0: are you seeing this? This is amazing,
1: like, wow, and just kind of, yeah, like, I was sitting behind President Crawford, (laughs) and I was like, he's experiencing this, too, like, we're all kind of going through this, and like, wow, that's so powerful, and I will. I will leave Puget sound with that memory. So, you know, I'm I'm yeah, yeah, it's I I totally agree with that and I, I'm definitely going to look that up after this. Yeah, <laughs> I highly
0: encourage you to go read some Durkheim. Awesome. In your yeah. spare time oh, as a absolutely. as a former soan major and a soan enthusiast. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, 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 exactly. You know, and uh that's the great
1: thing about AFM. I'm always, you know, dipping right. my toes and everything else um and kind of bringing it back and to kind of, you know, uh, change it up a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, and
0: speaking of, what are some of your favorite classes that you've had in your time here?
1: Wow, that's a really great question. So, yeah, I took FM 101, or African American Studies 101, back in fall of 2017. That was amazing. Just a great, like, well-rounded um, entry-level class that I highly recommend that everyone take. And then my second favorite class, or uh, I would actually say... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna number them. I'm not gonna make an order. Um, <laughs> that's not that fair. seems like a good choice. Yeah, it's is that's gonna be publicly to the- <laughs> accessible, <laughs> right? Yeah. I would say one of my favorite classes good. actually um, is also an African American Studies class, um, Black Fictions and Feminism, mm. with Renee Sims. Yeah. Wow, what an amazing class!
0: What were some of the things you read for that class?
1: Oh, uh, we met. Read uh, Toni Morrison. Sure. Reread um, um, Gail Jones. Uh, she wrote this book called Kohegi Dora which is now one of my favorite books I reread Angelique Davis uh, R.G. Lord uh, I'm trying to think of other authors um, it's been a year since I've shortened sure. the class but um, yeah just like some really big names but also like smaller ones um, we, we also just talked about you know feminism through the years from the n- mid um, 19th century to now um, and just kind of you know, a collection of articles and and whatnot. So reading a lot in that class, but it's well worth it. And I always was excited to read. Um, We read, oh, Octavia Butler, Mm. so good. Uh, Alice Walker, stuff like that. So really, really great class. And I highly recommend it. And hmm, another class. Right now I'm taking Latin American Studies 387, which is— Latin. Who's teaching that? Uh, John Lear and uh, Linda Williams. Okay. So John Lear is in the history department, I believe. And then Linda Williams is in the art history department. So it's art and revolution in Latin America. Cool. I know, <laughs> right? so cool we've spent the first half of the semester looking at the mexican revolution pre during and after um and kind of just like the conditions of and of the mexican revolution and then also the art that came out of it and i've wow oh my gosh (laughs) right so much art so much art i've looked at so many Diego Rivera <laughs> pieces. <laughs> like I love I love his work, but I think I'm gonna like need a, a little bit of a break. That's how right. much we've spent like just looking at it and analysing pieces and it's great. I've learned so much and I, I I'm a big like art nerd so I, I love looking at, at pieces like that. So I gotta say those are kind of my, my top classes so far. But I'm excited to take take more. So
0: Awesome. Erica, we are wrapping up all of our conversations with four quick questions. Awesome. Right away, the first one is What is your favorite place on campus?
1: Ooh, very good question. I really love. The I just love Wheelock Student Center and diversions. I love studying there and like hanging out with friends. It's such a like social like hub on campus. I also love studying and, the library um i like the first floor because it's just so like open and such a like good environment uh specifically like back where um where like the computer lab is i know like some people are like oh it's a little too open but i like that and i like how you can it's a very collaborative space um and then also like the basement of the library is very new very awesome they recently just updated it this past summer so it's like Brand spanking new, and um, I enjoy just hanging out there and studying. Um, And then I also love the CWLT, just because, like, I just feel very focused and, like, in tune with my— The Center
0: for Writing, Learning, and Teaching. Yes,
1: Center for Writing, Learning, and Teaching. Um, And, yeah, I I feel very um, studious in that space, so.
0: What are you reading right now?
1: (sighs) Right now is midterm, so
0: I'm currently— putting
1: a little pause on on reading for pleasure pleasure. reading yeah Yeah. but I break is you know two days away so I'm already like taking recommendations and I'm excited to um, look uh, at all the books that I have at the ready I think I am going to actually read between the World and Me by uh, Tanasi T- T- Coates.
0: Uh, Tanasi, N- H- I think is yeah, his first I pronounced. Think that's,
1: yeah, it, it's a very popular book, and it is. Um, I think I'm going to read it because everyone's been telling me to, and I've been meaning to since it came out. So, yeah, that's kind of on my on my to do list right now.
0: Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite place to eat in Tacoma.
1: I love the Indo Street Eatery yes. um, that is um, in the Stadium District. It's super nice. It, it was actually like it started uh, it opened when I was a senior in high school. Mm. Um. So I started going there um, then and it's just great. It's uh, Asian fusion food. So and good
0: delicious place. and very delicious. What makes Puget Sound so special, Erica? oh, I've
1: got to say the people, everyone's just so passionate about what they're doing. And one of the things that I noticed about going here was that how many things like everyone does, like everyone is juggling so many things, but that doesn't stop them from being passionate about what they're doing. Um, A lot of people, you know, are involved in multiple different clubs or organizations whether that be like greek life or the arts or um sciences business or whatever and they love everything that they're doing and i just admire that so much so that's a that's why i'm still here (laughs) awesome
0: erica greening thanks for coming to chat with me this morning thank you for having me to our guest and to you, the listener. You can follow Puget Sound on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at univ, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. And we hope you'll join us next time for another episode of P.S., the Puget Sound podcast.